Hi everybody, Grace here from the Schools Liaison Team here at Burnley College. Today we have our latest podcast chat with Ben Whitaker, a curriculum manager within the Creative Industries and Computing here at Burnley College. Hi Ben. Hi Grace. Thank you for joining us today. Um, so obviously we're going to discuss a range of different apprenticeships that um, applicants can get involved in here at Themes at Burnley College. Um, but before we do go into answering those frequent questions, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Of course I can, yeah. So yeah, thanks for having us on. Uh, I'm currently a curriculum manager and look after the digital transformation at the college. Um, prior to that, I've had a little bit of a, an interesting journey so i worked as a religious studies teacher in fact i was grace's religious studies teacher um <laughs> for a number of years worked my way up and became assistant principal at the school there uh, whilst doing a little bit of that i learned some digital skills so um did some google qualifications um and became a bit of a google trainer and innovator through that which which basically meant that i could do some freelance training alongside uh, the teaching decided to leave teaching and uh, went out into the workplace really so ended up working for a marketing agency and whilst I was at that marketing agency I became like their um my title was chief education officer which which uh, if you look at the um the acronym for chief education officer it says ceo so i kind of thought of myself as the boss um but essentially i did some some partnership work with Burnley college um around the digital marketing apprenticeships which i know we'll get into talking about today but um, I also did some training up and down the country and around Europe, actually, around uh, digital skills in the workplace. Um, so so I did that. And then um, having done that for about 12 to 18 months, um, I missed the bug of education, enjoyed education and uh, was convinced to come and uh, work at Burnley College. So I've been here just over 18 months. Brilliant. So... Of course, uh, a lot of experience there, but also a lot of expertise that you can kind of um, obviously showcase through this podcast as well. Um, so that's great. So within your division, what apprenticeships do we offer at the Miss Burnley College? So we, we offer a range of apprenticeships for school leavers. Um, the By far and away, the most popular one is our business administration. So that is for somebody who um, might be working in an office role or in a support administration role. So we offer um, a business administration apprenticeship. And uh, currently that runs at level three. So somebody who would come in out as a school leaver could go straight onto that. Um, and then there's a progression onto level four and the chartered manager degree apprenticeship as a progression route. Um, we also offer an um, infrastructure technician as a level three IT qualification. So somebody who might be working in networking or support services in IT and computing, we offer that as a qualification. We also offer a um, range of accounting qualifications. So if you're thinking about accounting and finance, um, we do the quite well-renowned in the industry AAT qualifications. So um, do them at level two, three and four. More school leavers will come straight in at a level two qualification there and work their way through uh, on as an apprenticeship. Um, and then our, our newest foray is into digital marketing. Um, and so that's where I my my expertise really lie but it's um it's a we've we've doing a lot of work around project digital and around this idea of a level three digital marketing qualification so in that you'll be looking at uh, business principles and social media 
and um, analytics and design and all the things that go with that. So, so yeah, it's a really, really new and popular qualification. There are some others that, that school leavers can get into in terms of uh, human relations, HR, or human resources, not human relations, that's a different thing. Human resources, HR. Um, but that tends to be for people who are a little bit um, older or more experienced, but it is possible that a school leaver could get into HR as well. So, yeah, so four routes, really. So accounting and finance, business administration, IT and digital marketing. Perfect. And like you just mentioned there, there's a lot of room for progression in all of those four. Um, obviously up to a degree level as well, which you mentioned, uh, Chartered Manager and obviously the, the degree level at IT. So if we have a look at business, what kind of employees could um, school leavers be working with? So we have, we have a range of employees, really. So anybody who has any kind of administration functions, um, which is pretty much every business. So um, we have people working at doctor surgeries. So they might be doing some administration in a doctor surgery right the way up to an engineering company. And they're working in the behind the scenes office. Burnley College have got business administration apprentices. So um, depending on the role, whether that's the private or the public sector, so whether that is a privately owned business like like an engineering company like we have apprentices in Fort Vale or at BCW, local businesses, um, as well as the public sector, things like education, healthcare, we have administration roles there. Now, in terms of like the day-to-day -day role of an administrator, which, tie, which it ties into, an administrator could be doing things like um, spreadsheets, it could be organising and, and taking telephone calls, but it could also be right up to taking minutes, um, chairing meetings, it will be um, responding to emails, managing people's calendars. So you might work for um, a CEO and be a peer to a CEO. Somebody who um, is quite senior in a company would be on a business administration. So we have at the college, we have um, a business admin apprentices who work in the principalship office. And um, she literally deals with a 30 odd million pound organization she deals with the administration or the, and the, the organization of the principal so yeah there's a, a vast range of employees it could work with yeah and i guess that's um obviously is the same for accountancy digital marketing and it again i think would you agree that maybe digital marketing is a bit more specific as as well if we're looking at employers um, it can be it can be so traditionally what what a digital marketing apprentice would go into what we would we call a digital agency so once on a day for those, for those listeners who might not not be aware what i mean by a digital agency somebody an organization that might work with with uh, to support other companies so they might be a support service to help them with their creating their website or um doing analytics to be able to check whether their website's working or helping them do adverts on google or on facebook um, they might well manage their social media profiles and a digital marketing agency would do that so a company would pay a digital marketing agency to to perform that service on a, on a, on a monthly basis to make sure that they are getting what we call conversions so every business wants to make money and makes and make sales in order to do that in the modern world now you've got to use social media and you've got to use the website so they want to what we call drive traffic to the website and lead to conversions. So um, a digital marketing apprentice would typically have worked in a in a digital agency and learn the ropes of what it means to um, to get good at SEO or what's called search engine optimization. So that you'll all, you'll all know that when you type something into Google, 
uh, and you're looking for um, you're looking for new trainers, there there will be there'll be some people right at the top of the list, and then there'll be some people on page 75 of the list. Nobody goes to page 75. So the job of a digital marketer or an SEO um, executive would be to ensure that your company gets to the top of that list. Now there's a very very secretive confidential way of doing that from google they don't tell you so you've got to make sure that the way you write and the way your website works is optimized that way um, and so that's what that role is and that would traditionally be a digital agency however what we found and this is what's really exciting is that increasingly more and more businesses are realizing that they need to engage with digital marketing they don't just want to pay an agency they want to be able to do it in-house or um We've got um, digital marketers at car companies and car warranty companies. We've got them at, uh, at food distribution places. We've got them in the NHS. We've got so these are not traditional digital agencies, but there's an acknowledgement that every company really needs digital and needs to think about every company. If you don't have a social media page as a company, you, you're gonna you're gonna struggle to particularly in the new market, aren't you? Yeah. So just touching on that when we say what employees do we work with special for those four kind of pathways it could be within any industry obviously it would just be relevant to the qualification that they choose to study which is great obviously means loads of opportunities for for those young people that are coming into either four of those pathways so um at the college what kind of equipments and facilities can apprentices utilize so we have a we have a range of specialist um, equipment. So we've just had a, a significant investment in our area um, where we've got a, a number of Apple Mac suites that are used by our apprentice, uh, apprentices with all the latest um, software that you'd imagine, things like Adobe Photoshop and and the, and the whole Adobe Creative Cloud suite, um, which will be used for digital marketing and some of our computing courses. Um, a range of uh, Chromebooks and laptops that students would use as part of their course, as well as um, from, a, from an accounting point of view, we we have got some unbelievably um, amazing resources, really, that we use that are, we, we have got some paper-based, every student gets all these uh, huge ream of textbooks and, and, and resources that go with it as part of their course. But what we what we try and do is ensure that the learning doesn't just happen in the classroom. It can happen outside of it. So we, we utilize for all of our apprenticeships, we use Google Classroom. And that's a, one of the facilities and resources that we use a lot so that learning can happen outside of the classroom. So we might put resources and uh, we record videos quite a lot of, of work so that students can pick it up afterwards. Um, and that's a that's that's a key part of what we do. And the nature of the four courses, really, apart from IT, doesn't necessarily need like cool labs and this and that and the other but what we've done is we've resourced it, it in terms of software and the support and the training that goes with it things like all of our um, apprentices will do a, a qualification in leadership so that, so a leadership and management qualification they do that additionally to their apprenticeship in order to upskill them so once they've completed their level three apprenticeship for example they are ready then to step into management because they've got some level of qualification that goes with it so 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 that's that's there from an it point of view we're quite uh, pleased to be um or we're quite proud to be a, a cisco academy which basically means that we are accredited to be able to do the infrastructure and networking that is, is kind of industry standard as cisco so we work closely with a lot of um employers to ensure that but we are because of the staffing that we've got and the expertise that they have we are a cisco networking academy as well 
Brilliant. So I know you just touched upon things like um, the Google Classroom so that learning for apprentices can continue outside the workplace, well, the, a college or the college facility, which kind of goes nicely into my next question of what does a working week look like? So it's so it's it's interesting actually for apprentices and, and, and it, I suppose in the current climate it's slightly different, but generally um, most of our apprenticeships work on a day release model. So the learners would be in the workplace four days a week and then would be on a day release in the college one day a week. Um, and that that's I suppose that's a typical apprenticeship schedule. But from a working week of um of it works on that so that they've got that what's what we call 20% off the job so that the off the job learning is in the college so in that sense they would come in they might have some lectures they would do some workshops they would build their portfolio of evidence ready for assessment uh, towards the end as well as working with their trainer assessors to do like reviews and all those kind of things but essentially a working week for an IT apprentice would be that it might well be um they're going on a Monday morning and they've got all the requests of um, email changes or being logged out of their account or they might have a server that's down or their, their phone lines are all not connected. That's that's a typical thing that somebody would do on a Monday. And then they'd work their way through um, what we would call a ticketing system. So like all the uh, and you'll probably you might not know about this, but like in schools and colleges as well as in the private sector, if you've got an IT fault, you log that with your um, IT team. They then give it a ticket number and then work it through in order of priority. And that's what a typical IT working week would look like, working through those tickets. Um, now, that sounds really boring. It isn't because you get to resolve these and you get to solve problems. And you're actually having to go out either remote onto somebody's PC or laptop or you're having to go out and like say, well, there's an issue because that that wire isn't plugged into the right portal or um, it's not the there's something wrong with a wireless access point so you can't they can't connect to the internet so you then get to solve a problem and it's a really it's a really nice feeling and bear in mind i've been there uh, it's a nice feeling when somebody's come to you and said they can't do this and then you go and you offer possible solutions it's a really nice feeling so a working week would look like that four days in the workplace learning on the job so you actually the reality of an apprenticeship is it's not just about what you learn in a college most people who want to want to do an apprenticeship are doing it because yeah they might like to earn while they learn but it's also that uh, re reality that you're learning the job on the job you're not learning and doing all your qualifications and becoming an academic you, you're doing it as you go and that's what that's what it looks like you'll probably shadow a manager for a significant amount of that time as well yeah, so it's industry experience, it's pretty, it's vital, isn't it, um, for you to be able to continue in that industry as a, a career pathway. Yeah. Um, so if we just go through the pathways individually and we have a look at what kind of careers um, applicants can get into and what salaries they could be looking at, I think that'd be quite nice. So if we start with business administrator, what, what are the options there, the opportunities there? So the the natural route off business admin, um, once you've completed a business admin qualification, is to become like a team leader within an office, and then you might move move up to office manager, or you might you might then specialise in something like HR or payroll. So then you become a specialist in area, and then work your way through management there. So that would be a, a logical set of steps through business admin. However, what we found is that a good number of our business administration apprentices, as part of their um two year or 18 month apprenticeship um 
what what generally happens is they have, well in fact they all have to do a project and they've got to do something that they improve their business that they're working for so they, they take a process and they and they run a project to try and improve something and it's really interesting how many of our apprentices um for example um we've got one that was looking at sustainability in their organization so they were looking at what how could they develop recycling how could they ensure that printing costs were lowered or something like that and they were doing that as a business admin apprentice and they and they after completing that actually took it on and that became their part of their job role so specialist was around they were the sustainability champion with the within the organization so they've now got solar panels and they've got vehicle charging points for electric vehicles so actually they've created an agenda so business admin generally becomes quite um you, you go down a niche market but there is a, a development in terms of team leader office manager and then going into some of them more advanced roles okay um what about accountancy what what careers and salaries are we looking at there okay so accountancy is is, is relatively um a straightforward process so most people go from a junior to becoming a um fully fledged uh, so it might be an apprentice um an accounts assistant so then they would move to becoming an accounts manager. Now those those roles, depending on who you work with and depending on what level of qualification you got, de- determine the salaries. But accountants, um, you don't see very many poor ones. Um, then once you've got once you've got your level two, three, and four, you're going to be looking looking in the region between thirty and forty thousand pounds for that. And then if you go to chartered status, then you're moving well up into the um, numbers above that so if you get into chartered and management accountants there's a there's a lot of money in accounts um but it goes through that element of becoming you've got to you is very very straightforward uh, accounting and finance you go down uh everybody starts an assistant then you work to becoming a, a junior accountant then you go into management accounts and then you work your way through that uh up and out now up to chartered and whatever else now the thing is well is that accounts isn't just a straightforward everybody does accounts so there'll be some people that will do personal tax some people do corporate tax now if you go into corporate tax you're talking hundreds of thousands of pounds because you're working with big companies to to look at their tax bills and how they make sure that they they pay what they need to pay and no more but then if you get into things like auditing and then maybe you can go down from accounting go into things like actuarial work which is um that's we're talking again we're talking six figures hundreds of thousands of pounds on those kind of salaries yeah some, some bigger some big money there um yeah. digital marketing what uh, careers and salaries are we looking at there again this is another one where depending on your specialism and where you want to go so a typical graphic designer will be um you might have a qualification that goes into graphic design you're talking probably 20k to 25k um quite early on but then if you get into like things like campaign managers so digital campaign officers which is what which is what we see people progressing into uh, a lot you're looking at 25 to 30k same for a social media officer but it's then when you step into like the management elements so things like marketing manager or uh, digital consultancy or all those kind of things you're probably looking at a marketing marketing manager at a company is probably going to be anywhere between 30 to 50k so there's, there's some money to be made there but it, again it depends on the size of the business and 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 what you offer but um there's there's opportunities for career wise and some some decent money there as well brilliant and then um last it so i the the nature of um it in the uk means that we haven't got very many people who have got the skills um 
on in, who can do the what I call um well what we call this DevOps, which is that ability to be able to use software and hardware and be able to do the things. If you if you've got qualifications that allow you to an, an understanding to be able to code and develop and be able to understand hardware and, and, and networking, then you will walk into a job starting at 30 grand. So at, at 18, 19 years old, if you've got that level of understanding, sometimes it's going to take you a little bit older to get to that. But especially if you've got, if you can prove a portfolio of being able to be a developer and a skill set in languages, you can command that kind of um, that kind of fee. A lot of people actually become who become developers go freelance, and then they then they start charging day rates. And when you start when you start charging day rates anywhere up to between a thousand and fifteen hundred pound a day, you can you don't doesn't it, it then becomes a a really nice position to be in now, especially like like we said the digital skills gap in the UK um is is huge. They reckon it's currently at, they've got forty they need forty thousand more people to fill the gaps in the uk so that's a huge issue and if you if you're into developing into coding um I, my advice would be keep it being into it keep working hard at it because we've got some uh, there is a massive need in burnley and beyond um of of, of that and it, it can take into, into big money brilliant that's really really nice to touch upon that so obviously there's going to be work out there um, and like you said it's growing so definitely for anybody who's wanting to get into IT within to that industry um, there's a lot of progression to to kind of get involved with there. Yeah. Um, okay thank you for that so what what's a trainer assessor and how did they help apprentices what do they do? Okay so um, you, you depending on the course you go on will determine um, how, how you work with your trainer assessor but the, some of the standard things that happen are every trainer assessor um sees their apprentice every six weeks within the workplace so that means that they will be your they are your port of call so as an apprentice they will become your biggest ally in the college so they will be the people that will uh, help you with, develop your portfolio of evidence because throughout your course you need to pass exams and you might need to do some assignments and you'll need to put some presentations together. Your, your trainer assessor helps you put that together on, on our e-portfolio system that we that we use called OneFile. But they'll come out into the workplace and, and work with you. So they'll come out every six weeks, meet with you and your employer, check there's, if there's any concerns or questions that you might have, but also then be setting, okay, we're looking at these knowledge, skills and behaviours now. You might hear that phrase. You'll hear that a lot. We call them KSBs. So what 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 new things do you know now that you didn't know before? And how do you evidence that against a set of standards? What skills have you developed? As in, can what can you do now? What thing can you do now that you couldn't do previously? But also about behaviours and how are you um, how are you acting and what are you what have you developed as a person and your character that's that's now different from when you started? So your trainer assessor helps you helps you log all that and manage all that. But again, they are your support if you need support with functional skills, so or your maths and English. So you might need some support with that, because and that and that's that's relatively normal. We have a lot of, of learners who come and they might not they might have struggled at school or they might not have quite got the grade that they needed to do to to pass and get that that grade for. Um, your trainer assessor will support you with that functional skills, um, and then they are there really as your protocol for. Your progression they'll talk to you about your, what your options are going forward and they'll get you ready for your endpoint assessment which is the thing that you do right at the end of your uh, apprenticeship your, your your presentation generally that you do um 
and and they like i said they will be they'll be your best friend in in terms of an, as a, an apprentice because they know this industry they're all coming as industry experts in 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 our division we use this phrase by industry with industry for industry which means that a delivery done by industry experts we work with industry um experts to help us develop the curriculum and then we make sure that the learners are ready for industry as they finish and so that by industry bit all of our train assessors have either come out of industry or have gone through the qualifications that you're that that you'll be learning and so we'll know it inside out and we'll be able to support you through it so that's that's what they'll do and they'll help you because they've done it they are they're really really experienced and I, I think I've got I think I've got the best of tier team in 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 the college. In fact, probably in the world. Um, I love them. They're great because because they they, they they go above and beyond for learners um, and support them with additional learning needs or any of their pastoral concerns that they have too. Yeah. So a mentor that knows everything there is to to know about that industry is going to help um, you as an apprentice get to where you need to be, get the qualifications you need to be able to go on and get that career that you want, which is yeah. great. Um, so what's the benefit of being an apprentice? Um, I think I think it's that maybe what I mentioned earlier, which was you get to earn while you learn. Um, now, the, the reality was, is my understanding of apprenticeships used to be, um, and bear in mind, I've come from from education where um, we encourage everybody to go and do GCSEs, then do A-levels, then go to university and then get a job, which is great. Um, if you're that way out, uh, but it's not always the best route for everybody. Um, and what I've what I've had to learn really is that as an apprentice, you get the benefit of learning how to do the job whilst getting paid to do it. So you're not having to, um, and it, it, it's not about it's not about saying one is better than the other. But when when you go to university, you at 18, you start and you start that career, and then you go down and develop. Um, develop skills for another so you're 21 22 before you're coming out of university um whereas you can go in you're going as apprentice at 16 and you can have six years experience on the person that's that's going straight in as, as a graduate now don't get me wrong graduates go in sometimes at higher levels than you start with but you've done six years in the in the industry and in the organization so i think that's one of the biggest benefits i also think that um that for a lot of people who need who want practical learning they don't just want the theory of business management they want to actually be involved in business and they want to be helping make business decisions it's, it's that understanding of if you get to become a manager and I, and I know senior managers in our college now who were apprentices and the reason why they understand apprenticeships and what it means like to be an apprentice is because they were one and so if you work in an organization and you've worked your way up you never forget where you started as an apprentice and gone are the days now where the apprentice is the, is, is the t-boy or um the, the person who just does all the photocopying and pulling out staples out of um out of out of paper, printed packs the apprentice now because it's a standard and it's a rigorous it's not that it never was rigorous but i think at one point, the apprentice was an easy route for for businesses, and it's changed dramatically. Um, the standard and the rigor of apprenticeships now is so high that you're learning really high quality knowledge, skills, and behaviour whilst earning and being in the in that work environment. You learn very, you grow up very, very quickly as a 16 year old apprentice going into a workplace with people that have been doing this job 20 years. That you've got to, um, it's not school anymore. Um, and and although we all love school and it's great, um, 
there's you don't have any responsibility. You don't you don't have bills to pay. You don't have uh, you don't have contracts and etiquette to follow. You just have to rock up, make sure your uniforms on if you if you're in a, in a college, and then pass your exams. It's not quite like that when you've got sales targets and you've got you've got meetings and you've got deadlines and all those kind of things. You learn that very very quickly. It gets you ready for the world of work quicker. Yeah, this is the real deal, isn't it? This is the start of your career. At the age of 16, you've got to be absolutely certain you know what it is you want to do for potentially the rest of your working life. So, and again, it's getting you, you know, the, the opportunity to get dive straight into that and get and get cracking. So yeah. the last point is, and I know there's been a lot of success stories out of all four pathways there. I'm going to be really mean and ask you for one success story that stands out for you that you could share with us. Um, okay, well, to pick one, Okay, um, I'm I'm gonna pick. I won't I won't tell you the name, um, just so that if they hear this, they don't get embarrassed. But it's a learner that I've known before he went onto his apprenticeship, um, and he joined. He was a little bit older than some of you, but he 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 joined as a, as a, as a late bloomer, um, and went into become a digital marketing apprentice. He went working for a small organisation first of all, and he was there. He was helping them build their social media profile. It wasn't working out for him. And the reason why this is a success story is because it didn't work out first. Um, so he he and the, his employer didn't really uh, it didn't really work out. So he said he's going to leave the apprenticeship. And I was like, no, this is you're absolutely you are the perfect person for this kind of. It just wasn't the right place. So we supported him to find him another apprenticeship. And he went going uh, he went to work for a car warranty company which um he's he's making all national news at the moment in terms of its growth and he went working there um he ended up working in, in quite an exclusive part of the business in where they where they sold um lister jaguars so those people will know and, it, and it, like these are these are cars that are in the hundreds of thousands of pounds in terms of what people pay for them and he ended up uh, uh, marketing and, and selling some of these he got brilliant commission he had three pay rises within his 12 months of working there uh, was given given responsibility for all their social media channels and um, he, he was he was given responsibility to take some of these hundred thousand pound cars down on the back of a trailer to a show to exhibit them and do the marketing around that um, and this is this is as a as a as a, as a, a relatively young person um, he um, completed his apprenticeship, got a distinction in that apprenticeship, which he, he was super proud of, and has just been appointed as a marketing manager. So gone straight out of completing a level three qualification, um, seen, people have seen that he's got a skill set and appointed him as a, a marketing manager. And he's on, he's on more money than you, would, um, than, you would, than you would consider for somebody who's only maybe two, three years into his career. So a massive success story for us. Um, and uh, you, you probably, if you come around the card, you probably see face, pictures of his face as well. But yeah, we're very, very proud of him. Oh, brilliant. That's great. And obviously for, for individuals that are, are listening to this podcast now, no matter what obviously pathway you go through the floor that we've discussed today, you could be the next success story. You've got everything you need in order to give you the opportunity to be a success story. The trainer assessors, the facilities, the equipment, the employees that we work with, overall the qualifications that the Emerson Baylor College can offer you. That's everything question-wise then. Is there anything you would like to add or any tips you'd like to give to anybody who's wanting to come to any of those four, those four pathways here at the Emerson Baylor College? Um, no, I think I think it's just understanding that apprenticeships are a viable option. Um, it, just because everybody else is going to the A-levels or um, 
your parents have always done A-levels or you think that that's what you ought to do doesn't necessarily mean that you are um, any less of a person if you want to go and do an apprenticeship. In fact, I think the opposite, that you've got to do something brave like that. But I would say and um, realise that it is going into the world of work. So I found that a lot of apprentices who um, who go straight into it out of school, they're just like a bit like a rabbit in headlights. So it's understanding that when you're going into a workplace, when you go on interview for some of these, and so, and lots of you will go and do interviews, my, my advice would be you're interviewing the company as much as they're interviewing you. And make sure you really want to do this because it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be exams as well as work. You're going to have to juggle portfolios as well as doing targets from the company. And so I would say, make sure you've done your research about the about the organisation that you're going to work for, and um, and and just and just give it a go because apprenticeship apprenticeship really genuinely are a great route into into the workplace. Brilliant. Thank you very much. For anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you have got any questions or you want, or you do want uh, further information, you can give us a call on 01282 733 or you can email us on admissions at burnley.ac.uk. Um, but for now, that's everything from uh, myself and Ben. Thank you very much for joining us, Ben. Thank you. All the best. And like I said, any questions, do get in touch. Thank you, guys. Bye.